raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time. Welcome back, everyone. I'm Bob Lovell. This is Indiana Sports Talk. We've got a lot of basketball to talk about. We're going to talk a little U-Indy. Division II basketball plus the Pacers and the Lakers. Right now, let's send it to the star of our show. Brad Huber. Thank you very much, Coach Bob Lovell. Good evening, everybody. We have a ball game in Las Vegas, 105-99. to 99. The Lakers lead by six with 525 to go in the ball game in the in-season tournament championship for the first ever NBA Cup. We'll keep you updated as that heads to the stretch. Leading scores right now, Benedict Matherin. And Tyrese Halliburton, each with 18 points for the Indiana Pacers, 29 for Anthony Davis. But again, 105-99 to in favor of the Lakers. G League, Indiana Mad Ants beat the Cleveland Charge, 146-117. College basketball today, Auburn all over Indiana, 104-76. That was in Atlanta. Indiana will host Kansas next week after finals. Number four, Purdue beats Alabama, 92-86. That's in Toronto. Braden Smith had 27 points. Purdue next up will play number one, Arizona at Gamebridge. Fieldhouse in Indianapolis as part of the Indy Classic next week. Ball State will play Indiana State in that matchup. Right now, it's Marquette all over Notre Dame, 76-50 with 3.24 left in that ball game. Indiana State beat uh, Southern Indiana handily today, 98-54. How about the Butler Bulldogs in double overtime? You heard from Mark Minner beating California 97-90 in two overtimes at Hinkle Fieldhouse. Purdue-Fort Wayne beat Southeast Missouri State, 89-80. Virginia Tech beat Valpo, 71-50. Division Two Indianapolis the Greyhounds beat Lewis, 90-76. And Lake Superior State beat Purdue Northwest, 76-65. Division Three Anderson beat Bluffton today, 81-61. Coach uh, Lovell's Franklin Grizzlies beat Earlham 80-75 today. Hanover all over Defiance 95-52. Transylvania layup at the buzzer for Jalen Green to give them the win over Manchester 77-76. Mount St. Joseph squeaks by Rose Holman 65-62. Try number 19 in the country goes to 7-0. They squeak by Wisconsin Stevens Point 79-78 and Wittenberg beats Wabash 75-62. NAIA CCSJ Calumet College of St. Joseph Falls to St. Ambrose of Iowa, 80-69. Loyola, Chicago, uh, Division I school, beat Goshen, 115-64. IU Northwest beat Holy Cross, 90-80. Indiana Westland, winners over IU East, 98-83. IU Southeast beat IU Kokomo, 74-65. IU South Bend, winners over University of St. Francis, Illinois, in a tight one, 82-76. Indiana Tech, no issues with Cornerstone of Michigan. Before we go to high school, a quick uh, hockey note, the Indy Fuel win in the ECHL over their in-state rivals of Fort Wayne Comets 3-1. to one. Now to high school basketball as we go across the state. Trinity Lutheran beat West Washington 58-46. It was Union City over Knightstown 62-37. University defeating Liberty Christian 68-52. Valpo by 20 over Kankakee Valley 79-59. Vincennes Reve over Medora 56-44. Wapahani no issues with Hagerstown 85-50. 
Warren Central winners today over Center Grove in the Mick, 60-44. Washington beat Forest Park, 52-46. West Noble over Cherubusco, 48-40. Western defeating Rossville, 64-48. And Westfield doubles up Bethesda Christian, 50-25. Westview winners over Central Noble, 57-41. Whiteland over Shelbyville, 65-53. How about a triple overtime game? Wicko defeating Wawasee up north, 58-53 in three overtimes. And Wood Memorial beat White River Valley, 53-35. Bar Reeve winners over Robinson, Illinois, 56-39. Belmont beat Heritage handily, 63-38. Benton Central winners over Delphi, 72-56. Borden all over Carothersville, 78-47. Rebuff doubles up on Lafayette Central Catholic, 66-34. Brownsburg winners over Chesterton in a tight one, a low-scoring affair, 36-33. Castle by 10 over Floyd Central, 75-65. Clarksville defeats Eastern Pekin, 56-36. Clay City no issues with Monrovia, 72-49. I'm Brad Huber from Network Indiana Sports. Welcome back, everyone. This is Indiana Sports Talk, brought to you by Indiana Donor Network. Brad Huber, give me an update on the Pacers and the Lakers, please. Yes, we're under the five-minute mark in the game, and uh, the Pacers had it within two at one point, but the Lakers now jumped it back up to a 109-99 lead with 4.14 to go. Just cannot get over that proverbial hump, as it were, Mm. and uh, the Lakers... Excuse me, up by 10 now with four minutes to go. I tell you what, though, the Pacers at the free throw line, how about 26 for 29, 90% at the free throw line. You do not see that very often nowadays. Right. Well, you know what? There's still time. Um, They don't have a lot. Uh, And that guy wearing number 23 is a formidable opponent without question. So um, we will cross our fingers and find out. Landon Coons joins us. He has the call on UND's win today. Uh, Landon, thanks so much for the call. Good win for the Greyhounds. Who'd they play? Who did they beat? So uh, the men's, oh, I guess it was both men and women's. They took on uh, okay. the Lewis Flyers. Oh, Lewis. All right. Okay. Lewis, they beat the, the men beat them 67-63. Let's talk about the women's game first. Tell me who wins that one. So for the women's, uh, women's game was uh, unfortunately a loss for you, Andy, as Lewis was able to get that win 77-62. to mm, Okay. And on the men's side, as I mentioned, the men, the men win, win again. Uh, a, little, a little bit of a run right now, are they not? Yeah, they're now on a four-game winning streak. Uh, I had the pleasure of calling it uh, on for UND TV and the GLBC Sports Network, but I got to tell you, that was one of the most fun games I have ever called uh, in my young broadcasting career, and that was that was an absolute ball. I had a blast calling that. Well, what was so fun other than your uh, your school wins? Uh, well, I got to say, I mean, it was just a good, hard, old school fashion just basketball game. Uh, a lot of back and forth action. I felt like you know, kind of a dog fight uh, between both schools, honestly, and a lot of dunks. Uh, I know dunks will get anybody fired up. Uh, you know, you and have to, they had uh, three players with dunks, uh, Kendrick Shoa, uh, Josiah Tynes, and Julian Steinfeld. Uh, those three guys are uh, absolutely amazing at what they do. And, you know, it gets the whole crowd amped up. It gets me amped up. And everybody loves just a good old-fashioned basketball game like that. 
I can tell you're amped up right now on this. So, uh, who who are the leading scorers today for the Greyhounds in this win over Lewis? So, for the the leaders for the Greyhounds, we have uh, two play or excuse me, three players in double digits. Uh, Jesse Bingham was the lead scorer for the night. He had 22. Kenneth Shaw in second place with 17 points, and then Josiah Tynes with 10. You do realize that Jesse Bingham's dad played for me at IUPUI, do you not? No, I honestly did not know that. His dad was an All-American for us at IUPUI. Yes, he was. Jesse's father, Jesse, was uh, a prolific scorer, played at Manuel High School, and uh, one of one of the best guys I ever coached. Quite frankly, he was. Uh, so it, it, I'm not surprised at all that. Uh, his son is such a prolific scorer and a well-balanced player. I think it's the thing about the Hounds. That's a well-balanced team. They've got great interior play. The perimeter guys can knock down shots, and they defend you. And so I'm not surprised that they're playing great basketball right now. Yeah, you know, I mean, the starting off to the season, you know, I don't think it was what anybody really anticipated. Right. You know, at one point, we were 2-4 and four on the season, and now we're on a four-game way, so we're 6-4 and four right now. And uh, they're going to be on the road again here this coming Friday going up to uh, Pitt Johnstown. All right. Landon, I'm glad you called. Landon Coons, on the uh, call of UND's men's and women's games this afternoon, the women lose uh, to Lewis 77-62. The men are victorious over Lewis. Uh, This one 67-63. Landon, thanks so much. Be safe. We'll talk to you. Sounds good, Coach. Thank you for taking my call. Appreciate it. Have a good night. You're welcome. Thank you. Steve Kolb from WAXL has the call on the Garen Catholic Heritage Hills game earlier today at the uh, Tip off, the forum tip-off classic. Garen wins this one, 52-42. Steve, here's what I need you to do. Rather than get started and have you hear that music and listen to how badly I'm doing my show, I want you to hang on, okay? Coming up, we'll talk with Steve Cole from WAXL. Brendan King will join us. He had the Indiana State win over USI today. So we've got a lot more basketball to talk about. We'll also give you an update on what's happening in Las Vegas with the Pacers and with the Lakers. This is Network Indiana's Indiana Sports Talk. Raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Well, it's gone all downhill for the Indiana Pacers over the last few minutes. The Lakers on a 13 to nothing run over the last few minutes. Miles Turner also is found out of the game, but it's 115 to 99 in favor of the Lakers with 255 left in this game. So again, not looking good in the NBA in-season tournament championship game. Looking like it's going to head to the Lakers here tonight in Las Vegas. Other scores in high school basketball tonight. We'll go back to the scoreboard. Clinton Christian beat Smith Academy. 
37-27. Clinton Prairie, winners over Western Boone, 64-39. Columbia City squeaks by Carroll Fort Wayne, 68-66. Columbus North beats Greenwood, 44-39. Covenant Christian doubles up Traders Point Christian, 87-43. Crown Point squeaks by Carmel, 36-33. Culver Academy all over South Bend Career, 61-32. Daleville beats Eastern Hancock, 56-52. Danville squeaks by Harrison and West Lafayette, 59-57. DeKalb defeats Fremont, 72-43. Eastern Greentown over Southwood, 56-52. Eastwood, or Eastside, I should say, winners over Prairie Heights, 48-34. Edgewood defeats Bloomfield, 67-50. How about back-to-back overtime games? Edinburgh beats Milan, 69-60 in overtime. And Eden, Ohio beats Lakewood Park, 55-51 in overtime. Elwood, no issues with Providence Crystal Ray, 57-23. Fishers over Kokomo, 77-55. Fort Wayne Blackhawk beat Norwell, 72-36. And Fort Wayne North defeats Warsaw, 57-56. For Network Indiana Sports, I'm Brad Huber. Welcome back, everybody. I'm Bob Lovell. This is Indiana Sports Talk. Let's talk some high school basketball tonight. North Davies, they're ranked number 14-3 tonight. Beat Rock Creek Academy, 45-29. Brent Dalrymple joins me. Coach, I remembered what school you're coaching uh, this this year right now. How about that as a, an accomplishment for me tonight? Hey, that, that's, a, that's a great thing, especially uh, at, at 11 o'clock at night, too. So, I get uh, Tell you what, that was one more. My boy, I told my wife after I got off the air, she said, how'd the show go? I said, well, uh, I, I said, I'm sure people are out there right now. And I said, I, I mentioned you. And she said, well, you know, he's a friend of yours. I said, well, yeah. And she said... Uh, I told her, I said, look, everybody's going to think, oh, he's too old. He's losing it. Uh, He needs to move on. And I I said, I probably, I said, if they do, they do. All I know is I just, I couldn't remember where he coached for a couple of seconds. It's a good win. As many things as you juggle in in a two and a half hour period. (laughs) I mean, gee, Christmas. Yeah. You're, you're, you're kind. And we do juggle stuff uh, in this day and age. All right. So uh, wins are hard to come by. So tell me how yeah. you do this tonight. Well, uh, you know, it starts defensively for us. It's been that way kind of all year. Uh, took a look today on the, you know, the John Harrell side has a lot of good stats mm-hmm. and, and things like that. And we're we're ranked third in defensive average in the state right now. Uh, some of it's due to our offense slowing down a little bit. But uh, kids are really buying in defensively. We held Rock Creek to 29. Uh, you know, last week we held uh, – Washington to 29. Um, last night we held North Central to 40. So, um, you know, it, it starts there, and uh, we got some kids just bought in and and uh, playing really hard and doing a good job. Hard thing for people to understand is um, buying into guarding people is the last thing yep. kids want to do. Kids want to run yep. up and down and shoot. You know, what I mean, yep. so you're you're going against the natural inclination not to no. want to do it. And, and but but it traditionally, and that's the great yeah. thing about it being able to establish culture as we all like to talk about. You know, these younger yeah. kids understand that if we're going to win, this is how we play, and this is yeah. what we have to do, and, and they do that. Yep, they sure do, and that's exactly right. It's it's a culture for us, and so it's a lot of fun. You know, I mean, we lost a lot of kids to to two or three great years. Uh, last year was was their senior year, and and to replace them and and get these kids to step up, it's it's their turn. You know, we got we got four seniors that that all play, and they've been waiting for a long time. Yeah, 
uh, to get yeah. this opportunity. So uh, we play, you know, we're really hungry on the court. And I told them tonight, you know, we're not perfect. We've got a lot, a lot of things to, to clean up. But uh, they, they seem to have my intensity on the floor. And uh, <laughs> well, you say you don't run that much, but you you are. I mean, people get the impression. You know how this is. You've you've heard people talk about the fact that you you run uh, stall ball. You don't try to attack, yeah. which is not true. Yeah. Uh, no. You just you're okay. You're content to make the extra pass and take some time until you get the shot that you want, which is hard yeah. to do. But you know, if if you have the chance, you'll break. You'll try to score as easily as you can. Uh, what's what makes you a successful team? That's right, and you know you just got to be fundamental with the basketball. But you know, yeah, we'll take we'll take a shot off first pass if you'll give us a shot we want. You know, but uh, most of the times it takes a while, and and this year it's a little different too. I mean, we lost an unbelievable point guard for us for four years in Jalen Mullen, who's you know playing at Oakland City now, and um, you know, we, we don't have that guy that just goes and creates offense. So, you know, we have to do it with passes and cuts and screens and it takes a little bit. And, uh, you know, our kids, again, have bought into that and understand that um, that's part of our success. Yeah, it is part of your success. All right, so you're 5-1 and one right now. As I mentioned, you're ranked in the top, uh, top 15 of, of 3A. Um, you, you gotten through a, a, a difficult part of your uh, schedule, so you got Reve on the road next week. You got a big weekend. You, you're you're at Reve and then you're home against Modern Day. This is a really big weekend for you next week. Yeah, for sure. We we have to continue. Uh, you know, I've been talking to the kids the last uh, couple weeks about. I feel like you really see the biggest jumps and improvements in teams the first two, three, four weeks of the season. Uh, you really can identify what's wrong with your team or things you need to fix or work on and you know you can you can really get going so uh we've got a we, you know i made them bow in the locker room after the game hey boys you know we were 2-0 and this week and um what a great weekend but man do we have a lot to fix and they all shook their heads yes they understood that and so we'll go back to practice next week and and we'll get after it and and uh continue learning we're, we'll learn a whole bunch through watching just our films and, uh, you know, finding other options and other things to do out on the floor. So um, I, I like my team. Uh, we play really hard. And, um, you know, I, our goal is to be ready by March. So uh, it seems like a long ways away, but it's not. And uh, <laughs> you just got to take it week by week. North Davies beats Rock Creek Academy tonight, 45-29. Brent Dalrymple, it's always great to talk to you. Thanks so much. And good luck to your kid, you and your kids next weekend. I appreciate you taking the time. Thanks, Coach. You're welcome. Thank you. Thanks so much. Always great to talk to coaches after wins. It's been one of the highlights and hallmarks of Indiana Sports Talk for 30 years. Brad Huber, you're my you're my man tonight. How many years you worked on the show? I think it's been since 2019, I believe. I right. know it's I know it's easy to lose count. Okay. Well, hang on. I need to. I need to talk to Steve Kolb from WAXL. Steve, thank you so much for holding. Um, you've had a long day. You had the Garen Catholic and uh, Heritage Hills matchup from the uh, Forum Tip-Off Classic. First of all, have you have you been you've been to Southport High School before? Have you not? Oh yeah, a couple of different times. Yeah, always a right. Always a fun trip to to the field house. Yeah. It's a it's a great it's a great event and uh 
you know, in, in this one today, you, you know, you, you played uh, – Garen is, is playing at a very, very high level. Obviously, they're ranked number one in 3A for a reason, and they're able to uh, overcome uh, Heritage Hills today. But it was, a, uh, it was a good, good basketball game. It really was. And I think that from a Heritage Hills perspective, the things that Coach Hawkins will be pleased about was he talked to me before the game about matching – Garen's intensity level and their physical style of play uh, because he said, hey, this is a veteran group. They're a physically, mentally tough group, and they play extremely hard, and we have to be able to match that. And I really thought for the most part the Patriots did. I mean, there was times in that game, man, it was not for the faint of heart in the the lane (laughs) anywhere out of the floor. I mean, those two teams were just – kind of throwing proverbial haymakers at each other at times out there. and and um, But I, I think he'll be pleased with that. I think he'll be pleased that he got some perimeter production from guys that don't normally step up and hit a ton of threes. Colton Hope, who's really sort of their number four, even though he's listed at 6'2". He kind of plays the four, and he stepped out and hit three threes and had 12. And Hunter mm-hmm. Meredith, one of their football standouts, that's only playing in his uh, – second or third game, third game, I guess. He stepped out and hit three threes in the second half and finished with 11. And I think the thing that will disappoint them a little bit is they didn't shoot the ball well, and particularly their two really good sophomore guards, Peyton Gray and and Jake Pryor, both really had tough days, both 0 for 5 from the floor, both guys averaging at or over 10 points a ball game, and neither one could get good looks to fall today. And Sometimes that happens, and Garen Catholic certainly deserves some some credit for that, and uh, and they deserve credit for this win. Robert Sorensen, obviously the real deal. He was a difference maker in this game with 29, and and specifically the start of the fourth quarter when this was a very close game. He had a couple of really tough shots when Heritage Hills had pulled back within one, actually had taken a lead in the fourth quarter mm-hmm. by a point on two different occasions, and Sorensen came down and hit some very tough shots to get them back in front. And then there was a sequence just past the halfway point of the fourth quarter. Heritage Hills had the ball down four, ran a good set, got a good look. It didn't go. And uh, Garen immediately down the floor in uh, and hit a tough shot and goes up either eight or nine. I can't really, for the life of me, I'm getting old. I can't remember. No, it's right. Hey, hey Steve. Or a yeah, hey. Steve, I hate to jump in here. I need you to hang on through this scoreboard up. Can you do that? Absolutely. Perfect. Steve Colvin, I'll come back and talk more about Heritage Shields and Garen Catholic tonight on Indiana Sports Talk. Raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. It is all over in Las Vegas, and the NBA Cup for the first time will go to the Los Angeles Lakers. They beat the Indiana Pacers 123-109. Tyrese Halliburton and Benedict Matherin each had 20 points for the Pacers. Anthony Davis, though, 41 points, 20 rebounds for the Los Angeles Lakers. The Pacers 
back in action on Monday in Detroit, beginning a four-game road trip before they come home a week from Monday to take on the Clippers. The G League team for the Pacers, the Indiana Mad Ants, all over the Cleveland Charge today, 146-117. to And the Indy Field beat the Fort Wayne Comets in the in-state battle in ECHL hockey, 3-1. to College highlights today, Purdue beat Alabama 92-86 in Toronto. Braden Smith had 27 points. They will play number one Arizona at Gamebridge Fieldhouse coming up next Saturday. Butler in double overtime beat California 97-90. Indiana State was all over Southern Indiana 98-54. Purdue Fort Wayne beat Southeast Missouri State 89-80. Indianapolis winners over Lewis 90-76. Anderson beat Bluffton 81-61. Franklin defeating Earlham 80-75. Hanover all over Defiance 95-52. How about number 19 Trine? They are 7-0. They beat Wisconsin Stevens Point 79-78. And NAIA today, it was Indiana Northwest over Holy Cross 90-80. Indiana Westlane beating IU East 98-83. IU Southeast over IU Kokomo 74-65. IU South Bend over University of St. Francis, Illinois 82-76. And Indiana Tech over Cornerstone, Michigan 87-61. Next update, we'll talk Indianapolis Colts and their game tomorrow against Cincinnati. For Network Indiana Sports, I'm Brad Huber. Welcome back, everyone. This is Indiana Sports Talk brought to you by Indiana Donor Network. Before the scoreboard update, and we were talking with Steve Cole from WAXL, Heritage Hills, and Garen Catholic today in Indy at the Forum Tip-Off Classic. Garen wins 52-42. Garen number one in 3A. Steve, you were talking about uh, this matchup. So, um, Garen Catholic, very physical, strong defensively. Uh, got a little bit of a lead and able to to, to kind of hang in. How did Trent Sicily do in this matchup today? Well, he was held to a season low of 14, uh, competed very well, um, had some balls knocked away from him on drives to the bucket that frustrated mm-hmm. him a little bit. He got into some foul trouble, ended up fouling out of this game. Defensively, very good because – you know, Garen's got two six eight guys in the starting lineup. Bryson Cardinal is a, a tough customer, and he held Cardinal to seven. And the other six eight guy, Dylan Morant, didn't score at all. Those two are both double dip, double figure scores. So the Patriot front court, which gives up a lot of size outside of Sicily, really did mm-hmm. a nice job holding those two guys down. It was Robert Sorensen's show today, though. He finished mm-hmm. with twenty nine and thirteen of those in the third quarter. And listen, Heritage Hill still had a chance because down six or eight points in the fourth quarter, Garen missed seven of their first eight free throws of that fourth quarter. Wow. But Heritage Hill right. came down and got decent shots that just wouldn't go in. It's just one of those days it happens. And um, right. like I said before the break, I think Coach Hawkins is going to be happy with this day. He's not happy to lose, don't get me wrong. But, you know, he was talking before, win or lose, these are the games you need to play to make yourselves right. better. you got to play this kind of competition. You need to play the senior-dominated team that's physically tough, mentally tough, and see where you stand. And I thought they came out of that saying, you know what, we can be physically tough and mentally tough too. We proved that today. We came up short on the scoreboard, but there's, there's a lot of positives and uh, uh, certainly still things to work on. If he's still working guys back in from injuries and from football, this is not a finished product for the Patriots yet by any uh, any stretch of the imagination, nor is it for anybody here in the first two weeks of the regular season, let's be honest. But Patriots, uh, um, uh, I think, you know, always pleased to make this trip up to up to right. Southport for the Forum Tip-Off Classic. They're 0 for 2 in it now, but uh, 
Um, it, they've been very meaningful uh, and, and helpful ball games each time they've come up uh, to play at Southport. Listen, when you play number one, and, and, and Garen's number one for a reason, as you pointed out, you know, they're big, they're strong, they're physical, they guard you, they can score inside and outside, uh, play a great schedule. So you, you benefit by playing them. And now you, you come out of that, you, you got to get get back into the meat of your schedule. Uh, it, it's it's not easy. You got to go to Memorial, and uh, in the am I reading that right? At Evansville Memorial uh, next weekend, yeah. uh, next Friday yeah. night. Uh, so yeah, you know, you, the fire. You, yeah, absolutely. But I think you, I think everyone understands you benefit greatly when you play teams the caliber again, Catholic, win or lose. Uh, I think you get some benefits from it. Yeah, this is a great stretch of the schedule for Heritage Hills. In, in that last Saturday at Brownsburg, they played a, a, an excellent 1A team at Evansville Christian. And then last night they opened up uh, the home portion of their schedule and their conference slate with a double overtime win against a very good, very tough-minded North Posey team. So you got mm-hmm. a very good 2A opponent last night. And then you get the number one team in 3A today, and then you get another good 3A rival opponent next Friday on the road at Memorial. Um, for, the, for a still fairly young Air to Chills team, no seniors on the roster, this is a stretch. Uh, this is a growing-up kind of stretch of the season here with these four games there three games into it with another big one coming up this next Friday at Memorial and, and uh, whatever happens, whether they're three and one or two and two out of this stretch, this will be a, a stretch of the season that will do nothing, but help make this Patriot basketball team better. From WAXL, Steve Kolb on the call. Heritage Hills losing to Garen Catholic today, 52-42. Steve, thanks so much. I know you've had a long day. Thank you for taking time to call me and have a great weekend. Always, Bob. You too. Thanks so much. All right, Brad Huber, give me the wrap-up. I, I heard you. Lakers 123, Pacers 109. Um, you know, come up short against the Lakers, but uh, lots of positives in this uh, tournament uh, out in um, Las Vegas for the Indiana Pacers. Yeah, no question about that. And for a very young basketball team like this Indiana Pacers team is, they gained a lot of valuable experience that they can take with them going into the rest of the season and into hopefully what will be a good playoff run come the springtime of 2024. So disappointing way to finish the season, but Anthony Davis went absolutely off, 41 points, 20 rebounds. Uh, he was the player of the game tonight. Uh, wouldn't be surprised if he gets the MVP for the tournament. But uh, good efforts right. by Halliburton and Matherin, each with 20 points. But, yeah, you mentioned it. This will do a lot for the experience. And the good news about tonight is it does not count against them on the record. So this was technically an 83rd game that they will play. The regular mm-hmm. season will pick back up with a four-game road swing beginning in Detroit on Monday before they play the Bucks again next week. They've beaten twice, once in Vegas and once at home. So. Good experience. Uh, the world knows that the Pacers are here, knows that Tyrese Halliburton is here. So it's going to be a lot of fun to watch them over the next uh, 62 games uh, before we get to the playoffs in April. That's a great point. Uh, they do know we're here. I say we. Uh, and they, they do know, they certainly know Tyrese Halliburton is here. Um, 
Now, you know, their reward for this is to come back through Detroit on the beginning of a four-game road swing. Uh, They haven't been home for a long time, um, and and they're going to have to stay out for a few more days. Yeah, other than the uh, quarterfinal game of the in-season tournament on Monday at Gamebridge Fieldhouse, they've been on the road for a while, and that smells like a trap game. We all know Detroit is not a very good basketball team. And between the emotions of tonight in the championship game and getting Milwaukee again, I think on Wednesday, uh, that could be a toughie more than you would normally think against a really bad Detroit team who I think lost 16 or 17 games in a row. So they got to refocus and uh, get ready to turn their attention on the rest of the regular season. But I tell you, I think this first in-season tournament was an absolute hit, and I think it'll be something we see in the NBA for seasons to come. Well, you know what? I think as people understand what it is. I mean, I think there was a little bit of – Especially on my part, and, and I, I'm, I'm not unlike a lot of other people. I didn't fully understand it. Now that I, I think I have a, a better understanding of it, I, I like the idea and uh, I like the opportunity. And it does, it, it has given the Pacers more of a national stage. And, there's, and that's all positive. We, you know, we get um, sometimes ignored on doing what we do out here, and we understand all that. But I think uh, for a young team, uh, to be able to be in those types of different situations is also very important as they try to, as they continue to grow and mature as a unit. And I think there are lots of benefits and lots of positives for what they've encountered. Love to have won, but that notwithstanding, I think they got a lot of good out of it. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, we talked about it a couple of hours ago where if you're at 12 and 8 to start the season at the one quarter mark of the season, everybody would be like, yeah, it's a good start to the season, but really right. n- the attention would not be there like it was with the in season tournament and the national recognition that this team now has. And I would expect they would get flexed into some more nationally televised games as we go throughout the season. So, uh,. I would say to recap the entire tournament, I think it was fantastic for the Pacers. An unbelievable run, six and one throughout this tournament, uh, twelve and eight start to the season, and uh, looking forward to seeing how it goes over the next few months. But uh, this experience, I think, more importantly than anything, is what will be the point for the Pacers in terms of as they head towards the playoffs and getting into this pressure-packed atmosphere in uh, series instead of just single games come the springtime. So I think this team is going to improve quite a bit between now and April, especially on the defensive end. Uh, they can shoot the ball very well. Mm-hmm. And it's just going to be mm-hmm. – I cannot wait to watch this team. We became uh, many season ticket holders this year, so can't wait to see them again here in a few weeks. Brad Huber coming up with a scoreboard update soon. When we come back after Brad's scoreboard update, Brendan King talking about Indiana State and USI. This is Indiana Sports Talk. Raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. 
spent most of the night talking about the Indiana Pacers, but let's turn our attention to the Indianapolis Colts, who are right in the middle of the AFC playoff race. They are headed down I-74 to take on the Cincinnati Bengals tomorrow, 1 o'clock kickoff down on the Ohio River. Of course, Cincinnati without their quarterback, Joe Burrow. Jake Browning, the quarterback for the Bengals, as they are 6-6, six and six, the Colts 7-5, and five, so it could take a big step towards the playoffs with a win tomorrow. The Jacksonville Jaguars, a game ahead of the Colts in the AFC South. They are at Cleveland, a big game for the playoff race tomorrow as well. That's a 1 o'clock start. Detroit Lions at the Chicago Bears, 1 o'clock. The Los Angeles Rams at the Baltimore Ravens, also at 1. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers are at the Atlanta Falcons during the early slate tomorrow. The uh, Carolina Panthers are headed to New Orleans to take on the Saints. The Texans who are tied with the Colts in the AFC South, but the Colts have the tiebreaker. They are taking on the New York Jets in New Jersey. 4 o'clock tomorrow, it'll be the Minnesota Vikings at the Las Vegas Raiders. The Seattle Seahawks will be at the San Francisco 49ers. Buffalo Bills at the Kansas City Chiefs, a big game in the AFC playoff chase. And the Denver Broncos at the uh, Los Angeles Chargers. Tomorrow night, a big game in the NFC East. The Philadelphia Eagles at 10-2 and will head to Dallas to take on the Cowboys at 9-3. And then two games on Monday Night Football, the Titans at the Dolphins and the Packers at the Giants. A couple of college basketball games coming up tomorrow. The Ball State Cardinals will host SIUE. That's Southern Illinois Edwardsville. 2 o'clock tip at Worthen Arena. The Cardinals looking to get three games in a row wins. DePaul will host Wooster at 1 o'clock. That's it for tonight. Thanks for listening. I'm Brad Huber for Network Indiana Sports. Back to Coach Lovell. Welcome back, everyone. This is Indiana Sports Talk. Brendan King joins us live from Chicago at the Chicago Cubs outing. Have you been signing autographs all night uh, in Chicago, (laughs) Brendan King? (laughs) Uh, No autographs for me, Coach, although I will say it's a a fun bunch. Um, You know, Jody Davis is here. Uh, 2016 Cubs hitting coach John Malley was here. Uh, Mike Talkman, who played for the Cubs last season, was here. So seeing some cool faces and catching up with some good people. Well, to get there, you had to go via Terre Haute. You were at the Holman Center today on the call of the matchup between the Indiana State Sycamores and the University of Southern Indiana Screaming Eagles. Indiana State, 98-54 winners in that one surprised mm-hmm. obviously surprised i was surprised i think a lot of people were at the point spread in this this was uh one of usi's worst defeats and a, and a very impressive performance by the sycamores this afternoon yeah coach i think you make a good point because usi they've really prided themselves on playing well in the first half this year and you know they may have mm-hmm. a record of two and nine but six of their last seven games coach excluding this one they've had a first half lead going into halftime um, so Stan Gerard's team has played some really good ball in the first 20 minutes. It's really been the last 20 that has hampered them. Today, kind of the opposite, Coach, where Indiana State hot early. And listen, it's an Indiana State team without their leading scorer, Isaiah Swope. And we talked mm. a little bit about this last night. Mm-hmm. Swope last year, he was a Southern Indiana Screaming Eagle. He hit eight threes against Indiana State. USI beat ISU last year in overtime. So today it's a little retribution for the Sycamores. But remember, hmm. Isaiah Swope, he hit eight threes last year against Indiana State. He's now a Sycamore. He transferred to Indiana State, but he did not play today due to injury. And that's what makes the point spread even more miraculous, that Indiana State's leading scorer was out, Swope, who averages nearly 20 a game, and still uh, Indiana State doubled up Southern Indiana today. Well, Indiana State's a fun team to watch. I mean, they 
They space the court so well. They're they're difficult to match. They they play you know kind of a positionless uh, style. Uh, yeah. All all their guys can put it on the floor and make some things happen and advance the ball. They can they can get to the rim quickly. Uh, they shoot it well from the perimeter. They guard you uh, a lot better than people think. They're a really solid defensive team. I'm not at all surprised that they're having the success that they're having to this point because of the way they're set up. No doubt. And, Coach, I got a chance to work today with Indiana State Hall of Famer Matt Wren, who I'm sure mm-hmm. has been discussed on this program uh, before um, during his high school days and his college days. And, you know, Matt made a really good point about Indiana State Center Robbie Avila, who – at six foot ten, coach, uh, he's from Oak Forest, Illinois, not too far from where I'm originally from. And you know, coming out of high school, uh, Josh Schertz did not hide any secrets about this guy. Josh Schertz continually said, "This is a guy we can build a program around." And Avila, with 18 points today, um, he plays. I thought this is all Matt Wren who pointed out on the broadcast. He plays like a like a Nikola Jokic Jr. because he's a big guy that can shoot. He's a big guy that can drive. He can put it on the floor. He can back you down. He plays great defense. Now, he's not nearly as big yet as Nikola Jokic, but he possesses all of the traits that Jokic has. Right. And he's playing great right. ball as just a sophomore for Indiana State. Well, you know, in this day and age, you got to be careful about a guy like that. Yikes. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. but, but they listen, they're, they're playing well, uh, and they're going to get into the heart of the Valley schedule very, very soon. But I think they're positioned well to have an, another good run in uh, Valley competition this winter. I know they're excited about it in Terre Haute, Coach, but as you know, conference season's a different animal. Um, you know, right. big game against Ball State in the Indy Classic next week. Then they got Tennessee State before the Valley season starts. Um, so the thick of it is coming up. But Indiana State's won eight in a row. They're nine and one. And, you know, listen, they play Michigan State at the end of this month. If they beat the Spartans, Josh Schertz's team might be ranked. You need to hang with us here for this final break. Can you do that? You betcha. Brendan King and I will come back and talk more ball of some kind. He's in Chicago with the Cubs uh, extravaganza. We'll come back and talk a little bit more about that on Indiana Sports Talk. Welcome back, everyone. This is Indiana Sports Talk. It's brought to you by Indiana Donor Network. Driven to Save Lives.org is their website. Brendan King rejoins us. You know Brendan King as the voice of the South Bend Cubs uh, in the spring and summer and also valued member of Indiana Sports Talk and our flagship station, 1070 excuse me, 93.5 The Fan. Brendan King in Chicago for a Cubs extravaganza. It went well. Everybody had fun, I hope. Yeah, still going, actually, Coach. It's uh, So if I can paint this picture for you, this is a subcommittee of Cubs charities. It's called Club 400. Uh, Club 400 at Wrigley Field is uh, uh, some of the better seats in the park. And uh, a fella who was with Cubs charities uh, literally bought a house made it a giant man cave, and it's all Cubs memorabilia. So just imagine walking <laughs> in a house and you're at Wrigley Field. That's that's what it is right. here on the outskirts of Chicago. And uh, the basement of it is TVs. It has a Wrigley Field marquee. I mean, it is a, a man cave of Chicago Cubs everything. Um, and I'm lucky enough to uh, be able to come out and, and spend some time with them, and they do some great stuff. They actually, uh, kind of bragging here, they just passed $1 million in 10 years uh, donating to charity uh, via the Chicago Cubs, which is really something. I love the fact he buys a house and turns it into a 
shrine. Right. Right. <laughs> we should all do that, quite frankly. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Your your Colts are on the road in Cincinnati taking on a Joe Burrowless Cincinnati Bengals team. This is a very winnable game for the Colts or the way they're playing right now. It is, and you get Grover Stewart back on the defensive line. Now, be it, you know, the Colts, uh, they went 4-2 and two without Grover Stewart on that D-line, but still, uh, stopping the run is Stewart's specialty, and, you know, you're going to have to do it tomorrow against Joe Mixon, no doubt. So even though Joe Burrow is out, um, you know, one of their wide receivers, Tyler Boyd, is questionable, but still, at the same time, they got a Jamar Chase out there, they got a T. Higgins out there. So I, it's not going to be a cakewalk by any means because they have the big playability, but you know, getting Stewart back on the defensive line, and even cornerback Juju Brents is also questionable. He's been out the last month and a half, and uh, getting him back out there would be nice for a Colts secondary that has been rattled with injury this season. And as you heard, the Pacers come up a little short against the Lakers, but all in all, good experience in Las Vegas. Yeah, so I obviously wasn't able to catch any of the game, um, but right. I think the fact that they make it to the final, that's something That's something that uh, they should definitely be proud of, Coach. All right, Brendan King, you're going to be with us next week. Are you going to rejoin us on the show next week, or you do know we have it. to muddle you know through it. without you no. next weekend? Back, back in the saddle. All right, you'll be pleased to know that I'll be on a plane Tuesday heading back from where your parents live. Uh, yeah. And so, just just so you know, I'm going to be uh, watching the game uh, tomorrow. Pool, so I'll be in the pool watching. I mean, I'll be I, I, watching I, the game from the pool. I, I, I feel well, really bad you for you. you should. All right, Brendan, thank you so much. Thanks for doing this. Thanks so much also to Brad Huber and Nathaniel Finch. Great job as always. Thanks to our great stations around the state to bring you the show every Friday and Saturday night. And thanks so much to you for 30 years. You've made us the most listened to sports talk show in our state's history. It is the history-making legendary Network Indiana's Indiana Sports Talk. Raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time.